Welcome beyond our focus. I'm Stefan, this is Amanda, and this is Let's Palaver about Wizard and Glass, the fourth novel in the Dark Tower saga. We are on chapter four called Topeka. Today is June 3rd, and we're just, we're, we're, we're going to jump into it, like, real fast. We, we, we last left off with the, the train crashing into the pier here, which was fun, fun. Good old Kit Kat decided to let us know that uh, maybe they would have survived. So if you listened to last week, we had lots of doubts on them going 900 miles an hour and being able to slow down enough from the, the train just coasting. But our local beyond our focus mathematician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's got the math all up in the in the in the comments. Yeah, and I can't disprove anything he says because I math and I don't get along. You know, I, I just I, I don't. It's, I'm just going to take his word on it. That's really all it's coming down to. I don't don't want to try to disprove him. I'm happy he went through the math. I mean, that's Yay! more than I was willing to do. So we're going to trust one of our only, let me phrase that, our only consistent contributor to the show and one of our only commenters, period, on the show. Go Kit Kit. That's right, Kit Kat. Kit Kit. Kit Kat. <laughs> So, we open up with Jake standing on top of Blaine, and I just find it funny because it says, The wind rippled his hair, now quite long and decidedly unpiperish, back from his temples and forehead in waves. His eyes were wide with surprise. And I just like this because it's sh actually showing time. Which, lately, we seem to be running into things that can't do that. We literally don't know how many, too much time has passed, because it's just... Time is hard. Yeah. Time, time is hard. hard. Apparently, in the one episode of Twilight Zone, the only way they could show time was through a clock. They were in space. I don't care. They're still going to grow facial hair. That doesn't stop in space. What if, what if you shave? What if you consistently shave? Then nothing changes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just because you go to space, you don't shave? Conserve your supplies. Your facial hair supplies? Mm hmm Gotta keep your face warm. In space. Yes. All right. All right. It's cold in space. Moving onward, <laughs> sort of. He didn't know what he had expected to see. A smaller and more... Provincial. Provincial. That's, just, that's a hard word. That's a real hard word. Uh, version of blood, perhaps... But what he had not expected to see was he what is expected was what loomed above the trees of the nearby park. It was green. It was a green road sign against the dull gray autumn sky. It almost screamed with color, with a blue shield mounted on it. Seventy, or they don't show it. Route seventy, more than likely. Yes. So we we have an official road sign from our world. From we would consider uh, Topeka. Topeka. Topeka, Kansas. Pretty sure Topeka really exists, I, I'm pretty sure, right? I don't know, sure. Pretty sure Topeka is the capital of Kansas. Is it? I don't know these things. And I lived there for three months. In Topeka? Yes. Well, see? Then yes, it was a real place then. I assume it is. I haven't personally been to Topeka. Am I expected to remember every capital of every major state? No. No. No, I am not. I can barely remember the ones I'm in. I don't even know. Jackson? Isn't Jackson, Mississippi? 
Is it? Yeah. Is Jackson the capital? Yeah, okay. it is the capital. And Madison is Wisconsin. That's all I need to remember. And Tallahassee is Florida. And I think Birmingham is Alabama. Or is it Georgia? Or is it Atlanta? Oh, it is Atlanta, you're and right. And Atlanta's Georgia. And then... Yeah, Atlanta's Georgia. I think Bir- Birmingham is... Uh, is it? Is Birmingham it? is tiny. Well, not really tiny. I guess it's... I drove through there so many times. I'm pretty sure Birmingham is Alabama. Is and then New Orleans is, is Louisiana. And then New York is New York. <laughs> Boston is Massachusetts, I believe. I don't remember Minnesota. Because I can't remember if it's Minneapolis, St. Paul, or if that's just one of the biggest cities. See, it's weird. That's why like Tallahassee where Florida is weird. Because there's a lot bigger cities than Tallahassee. But, I mean, uh, Florida. But Tallahassee is the capital still. Like, what is the capital of California? There's some big, there's big cities there. Which one is the capital? Don't remember. Don't, don't, don't remember. I, I can name ones like San Francisco and. Yeah, there's again big cities, but what is the capital? I don't, don't know. I, I know. I'm pretty sure Houston is. Texas. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember Oklahoma. Uh. Because I like I, we have t- we've talked about this before how we had to fill out those maps mm-hmm. like of where the states and stuff are. I can... One of the things we also had to do was name the capital. Yeah, and that's it's just hard. like it's hard. It's hard. Okay, it's real hard. But yes, yeah, so they are standing on top of this uh, of Blaine the dead mono. <laughs> so we're going back to this. We're not talking about states anymore. No, no we're done. <laughs> And it says, here the train's smooth bullet shape was broken by crumpled metal which had peeled back in jagged wings. Two dark slashes, they began at the mono's tip and extended to a point about ten yards from where Jake and Roland stood, gored the roof in parallel lines. At the end of each was a wide, flat metal pole painted in stripes of yellow and black. These seemed to jut from the top of the mono at a point just forward of the barony coach. To Jake, they looked a little like football goalposts. Those are the piers he had talked about hitting, Susanna murmured. Roland nodded. We got off lucky, big boy. You know it? If this thing had been going much faster... I really don't think that's how he said it. But... Yeah, I think that's exactly how he said it. And he said from behind them, he sounded as though he might be smiling. Roland nodded. Just so. No. So to which Jake was, he had already turned his attention away. He was looking for the sign again. He was half convinced it would be gone, or that it would say something else. Midworld toll road, perhaps, or beware of demons. But it was still there and still said the same thing. Eddie, (gasps) no. Eddie, Susanna, do you see that? They looked along his pointing finger. For a moment, one long enough for Jake to fear he was having a hallucination. Neither of them said anything. Then, softly, Eddie said, Holy crap. Are we back home? If we are, where are all the people? And if something like Blaine has been stopping off in Topeka, our Topeka, Topeka, Kansas, how come I haven't seen anything about it on 60 Minutes? What's 60 Minutes? Susanna asked. She was shading her eyes, looking southeast toward the sign. TV show, Eddie said. You missed it by five or ten years. Old white guys and ties. Doesn't matter. That sign. It's Kansas, all right, Susanna said. Our Kansas, I guess. She had spotted another sign just visible over the trees. Now she pointed until Jake, Eddie, and Roland had seen it. And it's the Kansas Turnpike symbol. Yeah, that's what it says. 
That's the real one? I don't know. You've been there. <laughs> uh, Kansas Turnpike. KTA. Why does it say A? Why is there an A there? K-A, Kansas. And then T in the oh. middle for Turnpike. Okay, sure, sure. It's like the weird shirts we all, like, you see where it's, they have the letters so split up. Or on The Walking Dead, don't dead open inside? It's weird. Come on, people. Come on. It's like the whole, um, what is it? What people like their, their name, but it's like the first letter's in the oh. middle, and then it's like the middle, your middle initial and your last initial behind, but the first one's the important one, but it's in the middle, but that doesn't make sense with how... See, I didn't oh. know that, so I was always thinking it went in order. Oh, my bad. No, it's 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 kind of like this. Well, and I know what you're talking about. I see it's either all the over first the place. or the last name is in the middle. It, it's weird. It's not it's not um, in order. I always thought it was because weird. the middle letter is the big letter, but it's the one you're focusing on. Kind of like this. That's why it's like Turnpike. Mm. It's the last letter, but it's Kansas Turnpike. It's it. Come on, people. Come on, put things in order. Just. Yeah, but it would have looked more even more weird if it was K capital A. And then T. That wouldn't have made sense. Then don't make a big letter. But then it'd be boring. Or make a big first letter and last letter. Big Kansas a, little T. T. Big A. No, Kansas T. K-A-T. So you wanted to spell cat. It would spell cat, yeah. Kansas Turnpike. Cat. There... There are Kansas in your world, Roland? No, Roland replied, looking at the signs. We're far beyond the boundaries of the world I knew. I was far beyond most of the world I knew long before I met you three. This place. He stopped and cocked his head to one side as if he was listening to some sound almost too distant to hear. And the expression on his face, Jake didn't like it much. No, he did not. Say, Katie's, Eddie said brightly. Today we're studying wacky geography in Midworld. You see, boys and girls, in Midworld, you start in New York, travel southeast to Kansas, and then continue along the path of the beam until you come to the Dark Tower. What happened to be spat, smack in the middle of everything? First, fight the giant lobsters. Next, ride the psychotic train. And then, after a visit to your snack bar for popkin or two, for a popkin or two, do you hear anything, Roland broke in? Any of you? Jake listened and heard the wind combing through the trees of the nearby park. Their leaves just began to turn, and he heard the click of voice toenails as he strolled back towards the uh, towards them along the roof of the barony coach. The noise stopped. So even that sound, a hand seized him by the arm. Because this is exactly what you do. And I was like, Gah! It would be frightening. It, yeah. it is frightening. I mean, if ever, Well, in what movie or what show or anything can you tell me when someone says, Hey, do you hear that? And everyone gets quiet. Something bad isn't about to happen, okay? <laughs> so if someone's just like, Hey, do you hear that? And everyone stops and you're just like, Well, bam! <laughs> hand seized him by the arm. Making him jump, of course. It was Susanna. Her head was tilted, her eyes wide. Eddie was also listening. Oi, too. His ears were up, and he was whining far down his throat. 
goat. Uh, Jake felt his arms ripple with goose flesh. Goose flesh. It's a weird way. To, I, <laughs> I've heard that so often, though. Goose flesh. I mean, I feel like goose bumps, not yeah. goose flesh. The classic series of books, Goose Flaps. Goose Flaps. Goose Flaps. At the same time, he felt his mouth tighten in a grimace. The sound, though very faint, was the auditory version of biting a lemon, and he'd heard something like it before. Back when he was only five or six, there had been a crazy guy in Central Park. How come he's automatically crazy? But who thought he was a musician. Well, there was lots of crazy guys in Central Park who thought they were musicians. But this was the only one Jake had ever seen who played a workshop tool. Have I been to New York? No. Yes. They're all crazy. They're all crazy. The guy had had a sign beside his upturned hat which read, World's Greatest Saw Player. Sounds Hawaiian, doesn't it? Please contribute to my welfare. Does sound Hawaiian. So pretty much, it just says that Greta Shaw was with him and they kind of just hurried past because she's like, nope. Because that's the best thing to do. Ignore. Ignore, ignore, ignore. It's the best thing you can do in New York. That's why everyone keeps their head down and no one talks to each other because everybody's crazy. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. This sound wasn't exactly like the one. Sounds Hawaiian, doesn't it? The guy in the park had made by vibrating the blade of his saw. But it was close. A wavery, trembly, metallic sound that made you feel like your sinuses were filling up and your eyes were sh- would shortly begin to gush water. Was it coming from ahead of them? Jake couldn't tell. It seemed to be coming from everywhere and nowhere. At the same time, it was so low he might even be tempted to believe the whole thing was just his imagination. If the others hadn't... Watch out! Eddie cried. Help me, you guys. I think he's gonna faint. Jake wheeled towards the gunslinger, saw his face had gone as white as cottage cheese above the dusty, no-color of his shirt. His eyes were wide and blank. One corner of his mouth was twitching spastically, as if an invisible fish hook were buried there. So, so basically, Rolla had a gosh darn Caesar. <laughs> he's down. He's done. I got him. Oh, he's still standing. So. Yeah. Joan, Jonas and Reynolds into Pape, he said. The big coffin hunters. And her. The, I, the coos? The coos. Yeah, the coos. They were the ones. They were the ones who, standing on the roof of the mono, in his dusky, broken boots, Roland tottered. On his face was the greatest look of misery Jake had ever seen. Oh, Susan, he said. Oh, my dear. And... Yeah, just a lot of a lot of foreshadowing. What we, this is some things. Yeah, this is gonna be happening. Oh, Susan! They caught him. They formed a protective ring around him, and the gunslinger felt hot with guilt and self-loathing. What had he done to deserve such enthusiastic protectors? What besides tear them out of their known and ordinary lives as ruthlessly as a man might tear weeds out of his garden? He tried to tell them he was all right. They could stand back, but he was fine. But no words would come out. That terrible, wavery sound had transported him back to the Box Canyon of West Hambry all those years ago. How did you said it? De pop? De I pape? said the pape. The pape? I mean, I don't know any other way of pronouncing it unless you do. 
The Pape and Reynolds and old limping Jonas. Yet some all of it was the woman from the hill he hated, and from black depths of feeling only a very young man can reach. Ah, but how could he have done aught else but hate them? His heart had been broken. And now, all these years later, it seemed to him that the most horrible fact of human existence was that broken's heart, broken hearts mended. My first thought was, he lied in every word, that hoary cripple with malicious eye. What words? Whose poem? You know what it is? Because I look it up. I'm like, that sounds so familiar. What is that? It is. Is it Child Roland? Okay. Child Roland. Uh, to the Dark Tower came. came yeah. yeah. It's the first ver- the first little line of that poem. Oh, wow. So it's weird. Roland knows the poem to which his story was written about. <laughs> it's like, that's kind of strange. Oh. It's like him saying, Wizard in Gloss. What was that book? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about? Like, Roland, you're going a little Deadpool on us. Exactly. We're breaking the fourth wall here. We're... So, yeah, it's just, I found it interesting. It's like, there we go. It's, it's weird. You, do you know that poem, Roland? <laughs> Roland, where did you hear this poem at? <laughs> Please tell us. We'd like to know. I'd love to know where you got that from. Was it the coos? Crazy lady. Yes. 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 He didn't know, but he knew that a woman could lie, too. Women who hopped and grinned and saw too much from the corners of their... What? I don't know that word. Roomy. Roomy? Sure. Old eyes. It didn't matter who had written the lines of Posey? Mm-hmm. What the... The words were true words, and that was all that mattered. Neither Eldris Jones nor the crone on the hill had been of Martin's stature, nor even of Walter's. When it came to evil, but they had been evil enough. Then after, in the Box Canyon west of town, that sound, that, and the screams of the wounded men and horses, for once in his life, even the normally volable? Cuthbert had been struck silent. But all that had been long ago. In another win. In the here and now. The warbling sound was either gone or had temporarily, fall, temporarily fallen below the threshold of audibility. They would hear it again though. He knew that as well as he knew the fact that he walked a road leading to damnation. Ah, oh, Roland, Roland, Roland. I'm all right, he said, but hear me well. This is very close to where Midworld ends, very close to where Endworld begins. The first great course of our quest is finished. We have done well. We have remembered the faces of our fathers. We have stood together and been true to one another. But now we have come to a thinny. We must be very careful. A thinny? Jake asked, looking around nervously. Places where the fabric of existence is almost entirely worn away. There are more since the force of the Dark Tower began to fail. Do you remember what we saw below us when we left Lud? They nodded solemnly, remembering ground which had fused to black glass, ancient pipes which gleamed with turquoise witchlight, 
misshapen bird freaks with wings like great lantern sails. He lifted his hands to his, his friends, his new friends. Eddie took them and helped him to his feet. The gunslinger fixed his enormous will on not swaying and stood steady. Who was Susan? Susanna asked. <laughs> uh, the crease down the center of her forehead suggested she was troubled, and probably by more than a coincidental similarity of names. Roland looked at her, then at Eddie, then at Jake who had dropped to one knee so he could scratch uh, behind Oi's ear. I'll tell you, he said, but this isn't the place or the time. You know what, Roland? It's never the place or time. Uh, you keep saying that, Susanna said. You wouldn't just be putting us off again, would you? Roland shook his head. You shall hear, you shall hear my tale, this part of it at least, but not on top of this metal carcass. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should get off plane. Maybe, maybe we get off the dead train. Yeah, Jake said. Being up here is like playing on a dead dinosaur or something. I keep thinking Blaine's going to come back to life and start—I don't know—screwing around with our heads again. That sound is gone, Eddie said. That thing that sounded like a wah-wah pedal. A wah-wah pedal. It reminded me of this old guy I used to see in Central Park. Jake said, "The man with the saw." Susanna asked. Jake looked up at her, his eyes round with surprise, and she... Ballistic missile test. Why do I feel like an airplane just landed in the driveway? It might have. I'm not sure. <laughs> Only he wasn't old when I used to see him. It's not just the geography that's wacky here. Time's kind of funny, too. Susanna turned to Roland. Her look was not accusing, but there was a level and open measurement in her eyes that the gunslinger could not help but admire. I'm holding you to that promise, Roland. I want to know about this girl that got my name. You shall hear, Roland repeated. For now, though, let's get off this monster's back. Yes, let, let, let's do that. I actually just take claim to that name. <laughs> it is my name? How dare she have it? Pretty gonna go ahead and guess that susan is a lot older than you yeah 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 i mean we're not even real sure how old roland is it seems he might be between hundreds yeah. or thousands of years old at this point so yeah she was she was she's been around a little longer than you so yeah first they had to try to figure out a way down which involved pretty much them looking and going well, there's no ladder not at all. So Roland brings out the old harness, and Susanna is not happy. No, she's not. She hates the harness. Always hates the harness. So, of course, she makes a comment, and the gunslinger's like, soft, Susanna. Soft. He unbraided the network of straps which made up the harness, set the seat piece aside, then pigtailed the straps back together. He wetted this to his last good hank of rope with an old-fashioned sheet bin knot. As he worked, he listened for the warbling of the thinnies, as four of them had listened for the god drums, as he and Eddie had listened for the lobstrosities begin asking their Laura Lee questions. Dadachum, dadachi, demachum, as they came tumbling out of the waves each night. 
Ka is a wheel, he thought, or as Eddie liked to say, whatever went around, came around. I think he says it in a different way, but okay, Roland. Hello, boy. Uh, good old boy. Uh, boy looked around nervously. Wine stretches and out, licked Jake's face. You're not afraid, are you? Jake asked the bumbler. Afraid. Oi agreed. Good old boy. Good old boy. So yes, he had pretty much, Roland had created a loop harness to have Jake put his foot in and then lower him down. And so Jake shoved Oi in his shirt. And Oi's like, dude, I'm freaking out. Oh no, he didn't shove him in his shirt. He was holding him like a football. He's he's been in shirt before. Yeah, he's rolling been in shirt. Ja- yeah, rolling shirt. I don't think Jake's shirt would work out that well. Let's see. Uh, Topeka and Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Edgerson. Whatever. Topeka and Santa Fe. Towns, Roland supposed. And that last one sounded familiar to him. Uh, Had there not been a Santa Fe in the barony of Magus? But that led back towards Susanna. Susan. I'm so used to saying Susanna now. Back to Susan. Lovely Susan at the window with her hair unbraided and all down her back. And then just, just honeysuckle and everything else. Lots of fantasizing about Susan. Let's not get into this overly descriptive. If you love me, Roland, then love me. Bird and bear and hair and fish. Next. He looked around at Eddie, having to use all of his will to pull himself back from Susan Delgado's win. There were thinnies here in Topeka, all right, and many of sorts. My mind is wandering, Eddie. Cry your pardon. Susanna next? That's what I asked. Roland shook his head. You next. Then Susanna. I'll go last. Will you be okay with your hand and all? I'll be fine. It's Roland. He'll be fine. Roland will be fine, exactly. Roland could probably be fine if he just jumped off the plane, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it seems like a mighty fall far there, but... Mighty fall far. Mighty far far. Yeah, that might be a better way of saying that, but... Alright, sorry. Got the point. Susan, okay, um, now you, lady, Roland said, and smiled at her. It felt more natural to smile these days. Yes, but for the nonce, she only stood there, biting her lower lip. What is it? Mm-hmm. Her hand went to her stomach and rubbed there, as if it ached or griped her. He thought she would speak, but she shook her head and said, Nothing. I don't believe that. Why do you rub your belly? Are you hurt? Were you hurt when we stopped? She took her hand off her tunic as if the flesh just south of her navel had grown hot. No, I'm fine. Are you? Susanna seemed to think this over very carefully. We'll talk, she said at last. We'll palaver, if you like that better. But you were right before, Roland. This isn't the place or the time. All four of us or just you, me, and Eddie? Just you and me, Roland, she said. Just one hen and one rooster, at least to start with. Now, lower away, if you please. He did, frowning down at her, hoping with all his heart that his first idea, the one that had come to mind as soon as he saw that restless rubbing behind, rubbing hand, was wrong. 
because she had been in the speaking ring, and the demon that denned there had it had its way with her while Jake was trying to cross between the worlds. Sometimes, often, demonic contact changed things, never for the better, in Roland's experience. Oh. And unfortunately, my least favorite story thread mm. of the entire series. Well, we'll get to that. I know we will. But still, it's right here. It's right here. To which, of course, Roland fixes up the rope so that he can jump down, loops it, and then does his Indiana Jones stuff down. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. side of the mono. To which, Suzanne and Eddie, or Suzanne especially, thrilled. Oh, we can't get the rope back. Oh, how, how it's terrible. It's terrible. I hate to lose the harness like that. Uh Yes, her, her choice words were, I'd rather crawl along the pavement until I got chewing gum all the way up my arms to my elbows. Hmm. We haven't lost anything, Roland said. He snugged his hand into the rawhide foot loop and snapped it hard to the left. The rope slithered down from the pier. Roland gathered it, it in almost as fast as it came down. Of course he did. Neat trick, Jake said. Eat Rick, oi, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. That's nice. Eat Rick. You know what? I don't know who Rick is, but I feel bad for you, buddy. You were gone. Uh, Court, Eddie asked. Court, Roland agreed, smiling. The the drill instructor from hell, Eddie said. Better you than me, Roland. Better you than me. Eddie, I don't think you would have survived Court. No, I don't. I don't think a lot of people would survive Court. He was not a a pleasant man to no means. And also, the whole eat brick thing, it just reminds me of the whole fire at will. Like how they have fire at will, and then Will's like, ah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've not heard that, personally. You've never you've never heard anything in any war movie someone I've, well, heard, fire at will? Well, I know fire at will, but I've never heard the... the, the They've the, played with it in a bunch of different movies, and then they have a meme going around Facebook right now about it. Where uh, it just says fire seen. at will, and then it just... Shows a picture of a guy in like a sol- like soldier's fatigues and stuff like that, um, with a gas mask on that says "Will" and then screams inaudibly. I haven't seen that. Okay. I've missed that one. So yes, they start walking towards the town, like pretty much actually going into the station now, and uh, they start to kind of hear the noise again. But, um, Roland, okay, it says, Roland was amused to see all three of his cohorts wrinkle their noses and pull down the corners of their mouth at the same time. It made them look like blood family, as well as Katet. Susanna pointed toward the park. Is that the thinny? Jake asked. Roland nodded. We will be able to get around it. Will we be able to get around it? Yes. Thinnies are dangerous in much the same way Swamps full of quicksand and salix are dangerous? I guess so. Do you know what those things? Those things? Do you know those things? We know quicksand, Jake said. And if salix are long green things with big teeth, we know them too. Anaconda? Snake? Alligator? I was thinking alligator or crocodile. Well, they said long green things, so... Those aren't short. 
Oh, yes, swamps, yes, okay. That's what you mean. When I think yeah. swamp, I think... Alligator. Crocodile. I don't know which one lives where. I don't remember either. I mean, I know alligators are in Florida. Well, if it's in a swamp, then it's going to be... That could be either or. I'm saying I just know alligators are in Florida. I don't know necessarily where crocodiles reside to try to make that assumption. I thought crocodiles were more actually... Not the state. I don't know. I thought they lived like totally different continent. Besides like Zeus and shit. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have these answers. I don't know. I haven't paid attention as much to reptiles, even though I love them. I love it to reptiles. I just... Because we have... There's so many alligator farms around here. In the south. Yeah. Alligator farms. I haven't been to one yet. No. There was a gas station that had baby alligators. Yeah, me and Mike stopped at one on the way to Peck South. Yeah, we stopped at one on our way to Universal. So, that's fun. Fun, 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 where are we? After the crocodoodles. After the crocodoodles? Yeah. Rock, crocodoodle doo! If an all animals were Pokemon. Where did we get the Pokemon? You said Crocodoodle Doo, and I thought it would about the would be about the most ridiculous name for a crocodile Pokemon. And then it would have to it go around sense. saying Crocodoodle Doo all the time. <laughs> That's exactly where that train went. Uh I was something funny I heard about since you mentioned Pokemon and names. Is like uh do Pokemon say their names? Are they named after what they say? It is true, because the chickadee is named after the sound it makes, which is chickadee dee dee. So I'm just saying, it's like Pikachu says Pikachu, but does he say Pikachu because his name is Pikachu, or does he say Pikachu? Why is his name Pikachu because he says Pikachu? Either way, that would be like the laziest way to name all your animals. Well, Pokemon actually say things. Like actual things where most, uh, like birds just go tweet, 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 tweet. We can't, it can't all be called tweet, tweets. The lion and tiger are both named Roar. Striped Roar and Harry Roar. Hey, if you watch We Bought a Zoo, tigers don't roar, they chuff. They, they chuff? Chuff, 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 chuff. Did you watch We Bought a Zoo? I, I, I think I have. I, I have. It's been, it's been a while. Okay. It's been a while. I don't remember a lot about it. Could you imagine what foxes would be called? I, you about heard goats. their nose. Yeah, their about nose. goats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to the book, I think. Susanna turned to look back at Blaine one last time. No silly questions and no silly games. The book was right about that. From Blaine, she turned her eyes to Roland. What about Beryl Evans, the woman who wrote Charlie the Choo Choo? Do you think she's part of this? That we might even meet her? I'd like to thank her. Eddie figured it out, but... It's possible, I suppose. But on measure, I think not. My world is like a huge ship that sank near enough shore for most of the wreckage to wash up on the beach. Much of what we find is fascinating. Some of it may be useful, if Ka allows. But all of it's still wreckage. Senseless wreckage. He looked round. Like this place, I think. 
And this is the point of the podcast where we both just died. Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, Please turn your tape to side two. Uh, but Lud had been going to Rack. Hmm? Where are you? But Lud had been going to Rack and Ruin. Rick. But that's whack. That's weird. Yeah. Wreck and ruin for centuries, Susan said. Susanna. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do the Susanna and Susan. Where are... Oh, okay. I'm only a few paragraphs. Okay. I'm only a few things sentences down. I got lost, okay? But Lud had been going to wreck. and ruin. I don't think wreck and ruin. What's whack? Is it wacky? Wacky! Wreck uh, and ruin for centuries, Susanna said. This place. It may or may not be Topeka. But what it really looks like to me is one of those creepy little towns on the Twilight Zone. You boys probably don't remember that one, but yeah, I do. Eddie and Jake said perfect unison, then looked at each other and laughed. Eddie stuck out his hand and uh, his hand, and Jake slapped it. Uh, they still show reruns, Jake said. Yeah, all the time, Eddie added. Yeah, yeah, good old Twilight Zone. It's been around for a while. I love how it's coming back now. And we're still talking about Like, we're talking about it here. We're talking about it there. It's amazing how, how everything just comes together. God. God, God. If it's Topeka, where are the people? Susanna asked. Eddie shrugged and raised his hands. Jake put his forehead against the glass of the center door, cupped his hands to the sides of his face, and peered in. He looked for several seconds, then saw something that made him pull back fast. Oh, oh, he said. No wonder the town's so quiet. Roland stepped up behind Jake and peered in over the boy's head. The gunslinger drew two conclusions before he even looked at what Jake had seen. The first was that although this was most assertedly a train station... It wasn't really a Blaine station, not a cradle. The other was that the station did indeed belong to Eddie, Jake, and Susanna's world, but perhaps not their where. It's the Finney. We'll have to be careful. Two corpses were leaning together on one of the long benches that filled most of the room. But for their hanging, wrinkled faces and black hands, they might have been revelers who had fallen asleep in the station after an arduous party and missed the last train home. He could not see any other dead people, but experience suggested that there were two dead. Where there were two dead, there were likely four more dead somewhere out of sight, or four dozen. Should we go in? Eddie asked. Why? The gunslinger countered. We have no business here. It doesn't lie along the path of the beam. You'd make a great tour guide, Eddie said sourly. Keep up, everyone, and please don't go wandering off into the... Jake interrupted with a request Roland didn't understand. Do either of you guys have a quarter? The boy was looking at Eddie and Susanna. Beside him was a square metal box written on it in blue was, The Topeka Capital Journal covers Kansas like no other. You're a hometown paper. Read it every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, of course, Eddie wants to get... Eddie. Jake wants to get a newspaper. What? If you are, if you randomly wake up or just find yourself in an absurdly weird world where nobody exists except now you've just found two corpses, 
the first thing you're going to do is try to find some news of what happened. Oh, yeah. Whether it's a newspaper stand, if there's some kind of TV going on wherever you find yourself. Oh, you can figure out what's happening. I just, the next thing is the great. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Susanna had her purse open and was rummaging through it in a way that made Roland grin broadly in that in spite of all the all his pro uh, preoccupations, yes. this was so damned womanly. However, she turned over, crumpled Kleenex, shook them to make sure there was uh, nothing caught inside, fished out a compact, looked at it, dropped it back, came up with a comb, dropped that back. So the classic purse. I've got one. I've got it. It's in here somewhere. I honestly forgot she even had a purse. Like, we hear about Roland's purse. No, I had no idea she had a purse until this moment. <laughs> she was too absorbed to look up as Roland strode past her, drawing his gun from the docker's clutch he had built her as he went. He fired a single time. Susanna let out a little scream, dropping her purse and slapping at the empty holster high up under her left breast. Honky, you scared the living Jesus out of me. Take better care of your gun, Susanna, or the next time someone takes it from you, the hole may be between your eyes instead of in, uh, what, what is it, Jake? A news-telling device of some kind? Or does it hold paper? Both. Totally both. <laughs> Jake looks startled. Uh, so good old Susanna not paying attention. Roland opening it the easy way. Yeah, I we we I'm no way we're not doing all of this. Just a brute force. We'll get it open. Well, I don't know. One, I'm not. We're not in a really hurry to go anywhere. Two, we have no idea what kind of town this is. What's going on in this town? And three, she might have one. I think I would have gave it a little more time before rolling before firing a shot. I, I agree completely. Like, Roland, you really got impatient here. We totally could have waited to see. It's like, mm, could have used that round another time. We don't know who else is in this place. So let's not go far Roland just assumed shot. everyone's dead. Go on, Roland said. Open it. Jake pulled the handle. It resisted for a moment. Then a piece of metal clunked down somewhere inside. Well, yeah, it got shot. The box itself was empty. The sign on the back wall read, When all papers are gone, please take the display copy. Jake worked it out of its wire holder, and they all gathered round. What in God's name, Susanna Whisper was both horrified and, ac- and accusing. What does it mean? What, what has happened? Below the newspaper's name, taking up most of the front page's top half, were screaming black letters. Captain Trips. Superflue rages unchecked. Government leaders may have fled country. Topeka hospitals jammed with sick, dying. Millions pray for cure. So, yeah, I think a little bit jacked up. And this Topeka. Captain Trips. I think it's called Trip, isn't it? Or something? Or it is nicknames? called Captain. One of the nicknames is Captain Trips. Which is a weird nickname. Yeah, I, 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 It has two nicknames. I forget what the other yeah. one was. Somewhere in here. Read it out loud, Roland said. The letters are in your speech. I cannot make them all out. And I would know this story very well. See, so you say that, Roland, and I'm like, I could could not care less about this story. 
Yeah, I honestly, it was a lot of information. I skipped a over. lot more information than we really needed. I skipped over a lot of it. Pretty much all we know is that I, I sped right through a yeah. lot of it. Like okay, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, blah blah blah. Yeah, a okay. lot of people died. A lot of people are sick. Bring your dead to these places. All Amtrak routes have been closed. Yeah, because my notes go from seventy-three to seventy-six. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, lots of terrible things. Here's your note about Hitler. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember the. I guess there, is there a Hitler? Yeah, there is something up here. Well, my note was uh, how. Um, it said that key, mem- key members of government have went into hiding. Yeah, they, said, they have gone into bunkers like Hitler and the rest of the Nazi sewerettes in the end of World War Two, said Rep. Yeah, people are trying to survive. There's a super flu. And it looks like it's going unchecked and it's killing everybody. Vice President Bush. Okay. The Reagan cabinet have not been seen during the last 48 hours. So it's pretty horrible. Uh, Fires most likely set to continue to ravage Cleveland, Indianapolis, and... And where? Terra Hot. Never That's heard of it. Not what I'm familiar with. A gigantic explosion centered near the Cincinnati Riverfront Stadium was apparently not nuclear in nature, as was first feared, but occurred as a result of a natural gas buildup beneath the unsupervised. Jake let the paper drop from his hand. A gust of wind caught it and blew it the length of the platform. The few folded sheets separated as they went. Always stretched out his neck and snagged one of these as he went by. He taught it to horse Jake with his mouth. I mean, with it in his mouth. As an obedient as a dog with a stick. No, Oi, I don't want it, Jake said. He sounded ill and very young. At least we know where all the folks are, Susanna said, bending and taking the paper from Oi. It was, it was the last two pages. They were crammed with obituaries, printed in the tiniest type she had ever seen. No pictures, no causes of death, no announcement of burial services, just this one died, I mean, just this one died, beloved of so-and-so, that one died, beloved of Jill and Joe, another one died, beloved of them and those. All in that tiny, not quite even type. It was jaggedness of the type which convinced her it was all real. But how hard they had tried to honor their dead, even at the end. The thought of no, the thought, and a lump rose in her throat. How hard they tried. What are you? I mean, it sounds like the end of days. <laughs> Pretty much. She looked up at Eddie, eyes accusing. Then she handed him the newspaper, one brown finger tapping the date at the top. It was June 24th, 1986. Eddie had been drawn into the gunslinger's world a year later. He held it for a long time, fingers slipping back and forth across the date, as if the passage of his finger would somehow cause it to change. Then he looked up at them and shook his head. 
No, I can't explain this town, this paper, or the dead in the station, but I can set you straight about one thing. Everything was fine in New York when I left. Wasn't it, Roland? The gunslinger looked a trifle sour. Nothing in your city seemed very fine to me, but the people who live there did not seem to be survivors of such a plague as this, no. There is something called Legionnaire's disease, Eddie said, and AIDS, of course. That's the sex one, right? Suzanne asked, transmitted by fruits and drug addicts. Yes, but calling gays fruits isn't the done thing in my win, Eddie said. He tried to smile, but it felt stiff and unnatural. So, this... This never happened, Jake said, tentatively touching the face of... Oh, okay. The face of Christ on the back of the paper. But it did. It happened in June's sowing of the year 1986. Jesus, Roland. And here we are in the aftermath of that plague. If Eddie's right about the length of time that has gone by, the plague of this superflu was this past June sowing. We're in Topeka, Kansas, and the reap of 86. That's when of it. As to where, all we know is that it's not Eddie's. It might be yours, Susanna, or yours, Jake, because you left your world before this arrived. He tapped the date on the paper, then looked at Jake. You said something to me once. I doubt if you remember, but I do. It's one of the most important things anyone has ever said to me. Go, then. There are other worlds than these. More riddles, Eddie said, scowling. It is not a fact that Jake Chambers... Is it not a fact that Jake Chambers died once and now stands before us alive and well? Or do you doubt my story of his death under the mountains? That you have had doubted my honesty from time to time is something I know. And I suppose you have your reasons. Eddie thought it over, then shook his head. You lie when it suits your purpose, but I think that when you told us about Jake, you were too messed up to manage anything but the truth. Roland was startled to find himself hurt by what Eddie had said. You lie when it suits your purpose. But he went on. After all, it was essentially true. Yeah, no, it's totally true. It's 100% true. Whether you're hurt by it or not, Roland, it is a billion percent true. You lie whenever it suits you the best. We went back to Time's Pool, the gunslinger said, and pulled him out before he could drown. You pulled him out, Eddie corrected. You helped, though. If only by keeping me alive, you helped. But let that go for now. It's besides the point. What's more to it is that there are many possible worlds and an infinity of doors leading into them. This is one of those worlds. The thinny we can hear is one of those doors, only one much bigger than the ones we found on the beach. How big, Eddie asked. As big as a warehouse loading door or as big as a warehouse? Roland shook his head and raised his hands, palms to the sky. Who knows? Everything is jacked up. We need to finish our last page. Ah! I know, we're running out of time. But that was, I think, my last note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He rubbed his hand in his cheek again. It was not surprised to find the sweet amid of the bristles. Love me, Roland. If you love me, then love me. Whatever happened to us, it bumped us off, bumped us out of your world, Roland, Jake said. We've fallen off the beam. Look, he pointed at the sky. The clouds were moving slowly above them, but no longer in the direction Blaine's smashed snout was pointing. Uh, southeast was still southeast, but the signs of the beam, which they had grown so used to following, were gone. 
Does it matter? Uh, Eddie asked. I mean, the beam may be gone, but the tower exists in all worlds, doesn't it? Yes, Roland said, but it may not be accessible from all worlds. To which Eddie remembers that there are certain buildings where elevators, you have to go up to one floor and you have to use the key card. Or there's other buildings where the elevator, you go to one floor, you have to stop, get off, go to another elevator to get up further. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, Roland said, we need to find the beam again. I'm convinced, Eddie said. Come on, let's get going. He took a couple of steps, then turned back to Roland with one eyebrow raised. Where? The way we were going, Roland said, as if that should have been obvious. They walked past Eddie in his dusty, broken boots, headed for the park across the way. End of chapter four. Chapter five is called Turnpiken. We're going to go turnpiking. Turnpiking. So. Dot end. Dot end. Dot end. How big is the next chapter? A little bit bigger. Oh, part. Or part two. Hmm. Susan. Beneath the kissing moon. So. We're moving on to Roland's story. And it's going to be about 32 pages. So So a bit longer. A little bit longer than we've been doing. On that note, though. Yeah, on that note, we are done for today. For us saying there was not much that happened in this this chapter, we drug it out as long as possible. I think <laughs> there's discussions in between there. But yeah. There may have been other things. Uh, but, as always, you can reach me at Stars and Travel, reach a man at KZ Pop, reach a show up beyond our focus, everywhere including YouTube and podcast services around the globe. Maybe. Maybe. Throw a like on the video. Throw a comment down below. We appreciate those comments. I really like them. I like to hear what y'all think. I love the math from Kit Kat. And, uh... So, yeah. Like, comment, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. Those numbers just keep going up and down. Up and down. Up and down. They need to just go up. Like, way up. Like, insanely up. So goes life. Life needs to go up, too. God. Anyways, any final thoughts about anything before we bounce? Have a good day. If you can. (laughs) Till next time. Long days and pleasant nights.